Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. TC Live at the Miami Open is presented by Conrad Hotels and Resorts. Discover ConradHotels.com. Back on TC Live, still one more trophy to hand out here in Miami. That is for the women's doubles champs final coming up at the bottom of the hour. Coco Goff and Jesse Pagula looking for their fifth title as a team. Layla Fernandez and Taylor Townsend looking for their first. Leif Shiras, Jan Michael Gamble will have the call here on Tennis Channel right after this. TC Live. Festivities continue on the court, celebrating Daniil Medvedev's inaugural Miami title. He'll join us here on the set as he gets through the formalities. In the meantime, we've got a chance to dive into this final, and we say welcome to Prakash Amritraj and Jim Courier, who's hustled down from the booth. He called the match with Mark Pecci. Uh, first blush thoughts on an aggressive performance from Daniil Medvedev. Yeah, well, first of all, Medvedev's full of confidence and, and was full of more energy. We found out in that post-match speeches, Sinner woke up feeling sick. We weren't exactly sure what was the root cause. Now we know that he just wasn't feeling right, even before he got on court. And when you factor in how hot and humid it is down here, and the amount of Tennessee had to play on Friday night. That all starts to make sense. It may not have made a difference anyway. That's how well Medvedev has been playing on the hard courts, Habs. Jim, you talk about, you know, Sinner not feeling 100% today. You think about Medvedev, all these tournaments, different continents, different time zones, all the different things you have to adjust to. You're not feeling 100% all the time. And for him to be able to do that throughout this entire streak, absolutely remarkable. Good and in his favor, probably, that he got a walkover from Alex Molchan in the third round following the bye and only dropped one set along the way to his buddy Corinne Hatchinoff. Here's the highlight, second Masters 1000 final for Sinner, eighth for Medvedev. Well, it was, it was high-quality tennis to start. Sinner was trying to get on the aggression here, finding his way into the net and playing those short volleys is something we thought we'd see a lot from him, try to make his way in, but Medvedev is so good at adjusting, started increasing the miles per hour on his groundies as well, and started reading some of those drop shots. That was one of the shots that Sinner tried to play throughout the match, and a really hard fought for a set. You can see Jim here starting to take that injury timeout, perhaps a few more electrolytes, and this first set, losing it, a big blow to the attack. That was a huge blow, and look, even in his uh, first service game, Sinner was huffing and puffing. There were some long rallies, of course, but it seemed like he was out of gas early on and then when, when you're facing someone like Medvedev who is usually so good at extending points and then Medvedev is also coming out and cracking the forehand at a speed we don't often see Prakash that was impressive from Daniel as well certainly when he's starting to move forward in addition to the defense that he creates and boy the way he served I mean he won 86 percent of his first serves out there he's just doing everything right not many places to go and so he's able to wrap it up with a love hold five and three. Not nearly as physical as it could have been for Medvedev has his, had his opponent been at full strength. 
consolation for center. Medvedev continues his hot run. Now 29 wins on the year. So tell us what he's won, Johnny. He's the eighth man to win five different Masters 1000 titles. He's been to the final of all six on hard courts. Four titles this year. He's only lost one match since the Australian Open, Jim. Yeah, it's a ridiculous run that he's on right now. The shame for him is that now he's got to go on to the clay, which he'll tell you is not his favorite time of the year. But uh, listen, he's going to be going there full of confidence, and he's pumped his, his ranking from outside the top ten when this started to well and truly inside the top. And, and He's uh, the top dog this season as far as points accrued. Is he's got to be feeling great. We're going to celebrate Daniil Medvedev. He's going to join us for a champion's chat here on the set. But let's just have a couple of getaway thoughts on Yannick Sinner's week. May have provided us the match of the year in that semifinal against Carlos Alcaraz. Did he step up to a different place in his evolution, Prakash, in terms of claiming a place at the top of the game? I, I certainly think he did. And look, that's where Yannick Sinner feels that he belongs, and that's certainly where he's moving. The amount of improvements he's made over the last 12 months from utilizing that drop shot more, that serve has just improved so much technically with speed and in confidence in that match against Alcaraz, getting some 110-mile-an-hour second serves thrown in there, I think it was a milestone week for him, and he's only going up from here. You were mentioning during the coverage, Jim, that in that Rotterdam final, he hit a few too many backhands tactically than he probably would have wanted to against Medvedev. Did he get enough forehands today or, or was it not going to matter given his physical condition? He made the changes. He, he certainly was spreading the court much more where he wanted to today. He wanted to, to see more balance and get more forehands as a result of that. All of that worked in his favor, but he just wasn't able to basically stay in there enough to, to get what he needed to do and, and the, the drop shot definitely needs to be worked on. That cost him quite a bit out there today. He tried to get out of some rallies, understandably using that shot. And more often than not, he found the net with it. So there's still more to improve upon, but center has come an awfully long way in the last year. 17 breaks of serve in this tournament in five matches, by the way, for Daniil Medvedev on a lightning fast court with a CPI over 40. I was under the impression, Jim, that it's not supposed to be easy to break serve in these conditions. Yeah, I, I guess uh, we're all a little bit off, but Medvedev confidence is king and he shows it right. He's able to handle uh, the, the serves with his width, with his uh, unique court position. He's so deep, able to extract long rallies out of people that are serving big at him. And he just makes you play a little bit more. So Medvedev had that match. Magic formula working no matter what. He was able to get the job done out here on this really quick court. This will be one of the quicker hard courts they play on throughout the season. So uh, I'm sure he wanted to tip the cat to James Blake for making that change, <laughs> which he did. He tipped the cat hard to James Blake in yeah. that ceremony. We know that Novak Djokovic will reclaim the number one ranking. But what about the race, the points year to date? Medvedev, Prakash, jumps up to number one. Yeah, he does. Absolutely monumental, setting himself up for the rest of the year. Picked up so many points leading into that clay court season where he's not as comfortable. But um, some interesting names in there as well. Love to see three Americans in the mix. Yannick Sinner all the way up to four now. A lot's going to happen in the next few months. Yeah, this is awesome to see uh, for Medvedev. He's got to be loving that because remember this time last year he had the sports hernia. Things weren't going his way. Now he's off to a great start in 2023. Djokovic, he re-engages in Monte Carlo not too long from now. Alcaraz will be there as well. Center, that's a terrific start to the season, but loving the three Americans in there. Fritz, Paul, and Tiafo. that is excellent to see some stars and stripes on that board as well. All right, so uh, that's where we stand at the end of the Sunshine Double. Nobody won it all together, but Medvedev only lost one match, and you can camp complain about that. Medvedev will join us on set for the Champions interview as we work our way towards the women's doubles final. Can Coco Goff and Jesse Pagula claim another one as Medi gives the kiss to the Miami Trophy?
Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Back live in Miami, here's our Conrad Hotels and Resorts Tournament Summary. Petra Kvitova and Zelena Rabakina's bid for the Sunshine Double as she claims her 30th career title, ninth at a 1,000-level event. Daniil Medvedev, as you just saw, wins his fourth title in his last five starts. And Chris Eubanks, perhaps the sentimental story of this fortnight in Miami, makes it to the quarterfinals as a qualifier and will make his top 100 and top 90 debut tomorrow. Daniil Medvedev on his way through the tunnel, going to join us on set in a moment while we have a second. Let's show you our best of the best from the past two weeks in Miami. You might recognize some of the voices. Incredible! Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. that's an amazing point. That's just big hitting there. Mark that down for best of the best. <laughs> At this point, I'm just, I'm just smiling and, and shaking my head. I'm so impressed. Did he do that? An overhead from behind the baseline. I'm not sure, Brett, if we're doing the shots of the day, shots of the week, shots of the tournament, but mark this one. What a shot. We have to say this was pretty spectacular. Full splits here to get up to this drop shot. And what an angle she created. Bianca Andreescu put on the afterburners, got there early enough, and then look at her, she's doing a full split. Kokonakis, with the simplest of forehand volleys, doesn't put it away, and then it transforms itself into this. Utterly sensational. Athleticism of another universe. Point of the match. Point of the tournament. One of the points of the year. No one can believe it inside the Hard Rock Stadium. Incredible for both of these men. Jan Litos Sinaraz. We've got a, I don't know if it's a nickname because it's actually longer, but we, we've got a nickname for the rivalry now. Jim, you called that semifinal between Sinner and Alcaraz. Are, are we over-geeking 
on how good that was and how breathtaking the shot making was? I think we're just observing it, aren't we? I mean, yeah. it's it's undeniably an amazing rivalry between these two young players. That U.S. Open contest they had last year, absolutely incredible. They went early in the morning, five sets, and uh, perhaps it could have been Sinner holding the U.S. Open trophy given how close he was to winning that one instead of Carlos. But they're making each other better. Uh, there's certainly still room to roam for, for uh, Sinner. He's got a few more things to do, but I think having someone like Carlos around sort of showing him the way and showing him what's possible is inspirational, and it's certainly a, a lucky thing for us tennis fans. There's no doubt that tennis is in good hands with these these guys leading the way. We're seeing ticket sales yep. are booming. Um, it's It's been awesome to see this sort of interaction here and through the Sunshine Double with the youngsters really bringing it home for us, Prakash. It's also beautiful because it's, you get that feeling that you get in, in all different sports where it's going to be an event every time they step on the court, whether it's hard court, grass court, clay, whatever it may be. I had to go down courtside and just see what it was like. Oh, we get we get balls fired at us over here. It's it's remarkable, and um, I can't wait for the next time. We can't either, and uh, we're going to do a live line change here. Prakash is going to step up and make way for the champion because Daniil Medvedev is on his way up. A uh, round of applause for the newly minted Miami champion, Daniil Medvedev. Gets the love from P Money, gets a, a seat. Welcome, right. champ, to TC Live. Congratulations. So, um, let's see. Uh, five finals and five tournaments, four titles in that stretch. Is that what a hardcore specialist looks like? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really happy. You know, uh, it's been uh, not the best last year, even if it was not bad. Uh, the start of the season, same. I played, uh, you know, two, I lost against two great opponents, Korda Djokovic, but. Uh, Coming back from Australia during the first week uh, was tough mentally, and I'm happy that I managed to completely turn around uh, everything I thought about last season and the beginning of this season, and I'm just a really happy person right now. Where where was the change? I mean, did you know in, in Australia that it was coming and you were close, or was it simply in Rotterdam you get through the tough opening match and then it starts to turn on? Exactly, uh, as you say. Uh, in, uh, in Adelaide, I think I played pretty well. Against Novak, didn't manage to uh, kind of catch the match and he, he beat me quite easy against Corda didn't play my best tennis was far from it so uh, before Rotterdam I was feeling terrible uh, I was playing against uh, some sparrings uh, back in, uh, in the Maratiglu Academy and I was not playing well so I, say, I said to my coach how, can, how do you want me to beat Corda if I cannot beat uh, like 18 year old uh, junior guys even if they play good so yeah, and uh, he was like, at one moment he was like, yeah, you cannot. <laughs> that's, uh, that's how sometimes uh, tennis life can be. And uh, first two matches in Rotterdam, inside of me I felt very bad about my tennis. And then I managed to turn this round in the quarters and since then I'm just riding the wave. We know that you made the finals in Indian Wells. We also know that you didn't enjoy that court speed quite as much. What was your mood like here when you hit on these courts for the first time? Well, first of all, every tournament I played, every time you win the tournament, the good thing is you have a lot of confidence, which can help you win matches, and that's what happens. The bad thing is usually you get one day of practice, few days of practice, you don't practice on center courts, so first few matches can be tough. And uh, that was the case here. I was completely exhausted after Indian Wells. I mean, I had a few problems here and there with the body. I managed to, to fly to Mexico for one day with Andre and uh, play there. And I, when I came here, I was like, okay, first few days are going to be terrible. I just have to do my best to be ready for the first match. 
got uh, lucky with the walkover, so had more time to 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 get into it. And about the course, yes, straight away I felt like, yeah, that's much faster and that's more like uh, normal hard courts. Fifth Masters 1000 title for Daniil Medvedev, all at five different cities. In fact, 19 career titles for Daniil in 19 different cities. You, you really love exploring new places in the world, it seems. Well, it's actually true, but I would love to defend my title somewhere <laughs> or make, uh, make a second one. I, I love all of my titles, so I would be happy to, to win uh, one of them two times. But, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to do my best in every tournament I play, so uh, happy that uh, I think it's a cool achievement. You know, I have uh, 19 different, I will have 19 different trophies uh at my at my home uh, and uh, yeah and just uh i'm in, definitely enjoying traveling around the world and hopefully i can defend the title somewhere well let's talk about how you got your hands on that trophy today against yannick sinner who's been red hot this season like you on a run uh did you sense that he was struggling physically early well, first of all, I feel like when you come into the final, there are two ways. Either from the first point, you get adrenaline going and you play your best tennis. Either you're a little bit tight and you have to find a way during the match to play better and better. Today, I felt like we were both tight. Uh, the game, uh, he broke me, was pretty bad. Three double faults, some mistakes, some easy mistakes on the backhand, I remember. So I was like, okay, it, it is what it is. I need to find a way to try playing better and better. And at one moment, I, it was pretty tough for me physically. It was the hottest day here today. It was very humid. I was like, damn, it's tough. And I looked at him and I was like, is he getting tired or, or hurting somewhere? And he started to go down a little bit and I managed to, because of this, I actually felt better and better. We're used to seeing you hit your serve with massive speed. We're not used to seeing you hit your forehand quite as fast as you did today on average. Was that a byproduct of a tactic that you were planning or was it because it was hot and you were trying to shorten points or some other reason? I actually didn't know this because it was definitely not the tactic, uh, but for sure the thing is that you don't want to give Yannick easy balls, so maybe that's why I try to hit stronger. And probably today, uh, if we don't talk about the beginning of the match, during the match I felt better and better and here honestly I was struggling with my forehand a little bit on these courts. I think maybe the transition between slow Indian Wells courts yep. and faster here. I was many times uh, taking it too late and of course I was telling to myself just take it earlier, try to go into the ball. It's not that easy so I was a little bit out of rhythm all of the matches on my forehand and today also in the beginning I think during the match I managed to feel it better and better and that's why probably the average speed was higher. We're joined by the Miami champion Daniil Medvedev. We're just about five minutes away from the women's doubles final with Jesse Pagula, Coco Goff, Leila Fernandez and Taylor Townsend. A year ago as you left Miami Daniil you're in a very different situation. You were about to have hernia surgery. You were going to miss most of the clay court season and there was some uncertainty involved in your immediate future. I'm guessing as you get on that plane to go home to Europe, you're going to be in a very different state of mind. Am I playing clay season? No, is, there, I am, I am. is there even a clay season? <laughs> I am, I am. The thing is that the thing about Miami and about many tournaments, as I said, the earlier you lose in Miami, the more clay court uh, practice you can get. I need to, uh, for some logistic reasons to go to Brussels, so I'm going to be home only Tuesday evening. And regarding my last weeks, I'm going to probably start practicing Friday to play Tuesday or Wednesday on clay. First tournament is going to be tough. I'm, I'm already preparing just myself mentally to not get, uh, like, to not lose my mind, just to be calm that maybe I'm going to play really bad in Monte Carlo. Maybe not. Confidence uh, still uh, is there. And I'm just going to try my best and see how it goes. Well, also, a year ago, you did not uh, have a daughter. You and your wife welcomed your daughter last October. What has that been like for you as far as adding something special to your world? 
Well, first of all, it's amazing. It's just amazing emotions, and uh, she's a pure uh, beauty, if we can say like this, and I'm really happy to, to have them uh, both in my life. The thing is that <laughs> it was the same. They were with me in Doha in Dubai, and uh, I was like, well, at least if I don't play good the tournament, I was feeling quite sick in Doha, and I was feeling quite tired in Dubai. Uh, it's two beautiful cities. We can, you know, go on the beach all together with the family. Finally, I was playing all my matches at night. Uh, the next day after the tournaments, I was going to the next city. So I was spending like an hour with my daughter uh, in the morning. So that's it. Same here. Yeah, the earlier I would lose in Miami, the earlier I would be home to see them. Yeah, here we are. Uh, they will meet me in Brussels. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's how tennis life is. It's, uh, if you want to find only positives, you can always find them in tennis life. Daniil, it has been an absolute pleasure watching you play these last couple of months. We look forward to seeing you on the clay. You did make the quarterfinals at Roland Garros. It's not all bad news on yeah, the clay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I made semis of Monte Carlo in finals. Okay, that's so, I mean, there, so there is a clay court season I know that after all. I can be a dangerous player on clay, but I need to be in a good zone. Like on hard courts, I can maybe uh, have actually here, honestly, I was not feeling my best. But I managed, you know, to, to go through these matches and playing better and better during them. On clay court, I feel like if I start the, the match bad, it's usually not turning around. So I, I hopefully I will uh, just show my best tennis. And uh, Congratulations yeah, again. Great. There haven't been many bad starts and certainly even fewer bad finishes. Miami champion Daniil Medvedev. How about it, everybody? We will take a break, come back with the doubles final. Golf Pagula going to be on court. Maybe this will be the first one he defends a year from now in Miami.